Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Mets fans, welcome back to Amazing Avenue Audio, the show. My name is Brian. With me is our returning champion, Chris McShane, from his West Coast sojourn. Uh, Chris, welcome back. I'm sorry you had to miss terrible Mets games. and Instead, <laughs> instead you were watching uh, great live music and enjoying some beautiful weather. I'm, I'm sorry you had to go through that. Uh, yes, thank you. Very, very difficult. Um, yeah. Uh, look, hey, the Mets won 101 games in a normal year or, or a pre this playoff format year, um, they'd actually play the Braves one one more time to decide the division. But <clears throat> yeah, I, hard to complain considering I didn't have to see any of the series in Atlanta over the weekend. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it would have been nice if they had just won one game. That's all it need, needed to be. I mean, I'll take it a step further. I think it is won one game against the uh, Cubs three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Even easier than beating the Braves is is having the Braves series mean nothing because you didn't get swept by the Cubs uh, in September. But, you know, uh, que sera, sera. We will uh, get through this, I'm sure. But, you know, let's let's just briefly look back on the season in in general. We're going to have more time to reflect on the season as the the postseason and offseason unroll before us. But, you know, if, if you had told me in... September, that's September, goodness gracious, in April, that the Mets would have won the wild card, I would have thought, wow, that's, the you know, the Cohen 
organization really turned the team around a little bit here. That's good. If you had told me in July that the team would have won the wild card, I thought, what the hell happened? They were in first place. It's a really strange season to sort of look back on in terms of the expectations changing throughout. And I feel like I, I've, I've heard ball players say this my whole life, and I've always kind of thought it was bullshit. But I feel like if the Mets can really start to treat Friday as the start of a second season, of a new season, I'm, I feel much better about this team than if I'm trying to drag through it or drag with me all of the sort of baggage from the season. Do you kind of feel the same way? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it, it it's tough when they <laughs> when they've won that many games and um you know, I I know they didn't come like roaring into the playoffs in in uh mid to late September, but then in early October for that matter, but yeah, that that's totally fair. Um I think the biggest concern really is just that Starling Marte is not anywhere near ready to return. That yeah, he he's been a very important part of this team, and I think it, I don't recall who it was, but somebody on the radio, whether it was Wayne Randazzo, Howie Rose, or Ed Coleman, somebody said that you got to think that if Marte hadn't had the broken finger and was there, that the Mets might have found that one win that would have clinched yes. the division for them. Right uh, over these last few weeks, so uh, they've got enough depth there that they can obviously survive um, in his absence. But that's probably the one thing that concerns me the most, uh, just because that one more very good bat and also like well-rounded player could come in handy against the Padres, um, who, who have good starting pitching this weekend yes yeah uh in an article that will already be live by the time you hear this uh you're hearing this on friday morning let me hear this on if you read this on thursday i sort of took a look at the roster construction and i I basically say that starling Marte solves all the mets roster problems that like you know there's talk about you need terrence gore on the team because you need speed well Marte has speed you need Tyler Naquin on the roster because he's an outfielder. Certainly Marte is an outfielder right like there's Marte just solves a whole lot of issues for this team with his health and the fact that he isn't there really does make the playoff roster a strange one to construct. Um, it's a, it's, it's a real shame and you hope that he's maybe back for the next series if there is a next series, but that's also, I mean, then you're asking a guy who hasn't played in a game in a month to come back in a playoff race. That's, that's a lot to ask somebody. Yeah. There's no, there's no rehab game. Uh, you might be exactly. able to send to St. Lucie and do some things, but, talk about getting back up to speed right yeah exactly it's just it's it's a little bit unfair to ask him to be that guy for the team um but that's where we are i think um do you have any strong feelings on who should be making the um who should be making the uh the roster at this point i mean like to me there there's sort of like 20 or so pretty locked in people for it but there's some people at the fringes so i'm going to start with with the bullpen for you is there anybody who you feel like is not one of the quote-unquote locks for the bullpen that you think should be on the roster um that is a good question let me let me look at the depth chart a little bit for a minute here sure just, I mean, just, it, I, just to give you some 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 context here i i had said that 
I or I feel that Adovino, May, Lugo, and Rodriguez are guys you have to have. Obviously, besides Diaz. Right. Yeah. No. That that makes sense. Um, there aren't too too many relievers that I trust right now on this team, despite the fact that Edwin Diaz is outstanding and I trust him very much. Um, just taking a quick look at, I mean, Trevor may, you know, pre, uh, pre COVID absence and, and post mostly has had good outings. Um, had one bad one in Oakland. I, you know, but to me, he, he belongs, especially given the context um, of where this bullpen is at, you know. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's only nine and two-thirds innings, but he fin- finished the year in those nine and two-thirds innings with, with a 1.86 ERA, lots of strikeouts, not too many walks, sort of the kind of stuff you'd expect to see from Trevor May. Um, I get it if people are a little apprehensive if he gets into a really big spot, but um, – that that might just need to happen, but yeah, those those guys I think are, are the right ones. And then beyond that, uh, <clears throat> to, sure, whatever. I mean, they use Trevor Williams. I, I wasn't overly uh, emotional about it in, in either way, but they use Trevor Williams quite a bit in the season finale. He, he's not making the yesterday. roster. Yeah, right. So he won't he won't be in the mix on the wild card roster. I assume he will be if they advance to the NLDS. Yes, he he has to be essentially. I think. Yeah, he's too valuable not to be. Yeah. And I, here's my question: Do you roster both Carrasco and Walker on the well, wild card you, roster? Yeah, if you're leaving Williams off, I think you have to. You have to do both. I I, I think you do too. But I've been I I've been debating that in my head. Yeah, I mean, just in case you get an extra inning game, uh, or you know, for whatever reason, somebody has a, a brief start. Um, it's not just eating innings, uh, and I, I know they've had their ups and downs, but both of those guys, I think, give you a legitimate chance to uh, not burn your entire bullpen, and also maybe pitch well and uh, you know win the game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean it, it's if you're looking at that. So if I'm saying take all five starters, then the relievers get you up to uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. It like if you took the team as is, no Williams, but all five starters. Uh huh. And then Drew Smith, Michael Givens, David Peterson, Edwin Diaz, Ottavino, May, Lugo, and Rodriguez. That's thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's how I would roll for this series. Um, you hope you don't have to use. Smith, Givens, or Peterson. Yeah, but yeah, know. and and the, hey, to his credit, I hope the more recent version of Joely Rodriguez is the guy who's there. Yes, the I, I hope the most recent version of all these guys, like Smith, Givens, and Peterson, have all been pretty good lately too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's. I mean, Rodriguez, similar to May, and in, in really good ERA in his last nine and two thirds innings, same number of innings. Let's just hope that's. What holds up? <laughs> right, exactly. That's always the question, right? Um, now, in terms of um, the bench, right? Uh, I, it, sort of a philosophical question for you here. You know, um, Francisco Alvarez played about thirteen or fourteen innings at catcher over the last two days. Um, 
you have to just think of him as a DH for the postseason, though, right? You're not going to be having him catching in the uh, in the postseason unless something really goes wrong. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. And even though having seen him play some in the minors, uh, I don't think it's like he. I don't. I, I don't think he's a permanent DH only. Um, I think he can catch, but asking to catch like game a game that matters for the first time in the playoffs is, is a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think of it in terms of you know. I think when he was pitching yesterday, he was catching guys he he has caught in the minors before for the most part. Right. But you're not going to put him out there with Bassett, who has six pitches, or with Scherzer, who would, who would who would throw a ball through his helmet if he fucked up a sign or something, you know. So you right. just, you just can't do that to the kid. Yeah, yeah, and I think generally I don't worry too too much about um, doing things too soon or whatever. But uh, the, yeah, if there were any defensive miscues in a playoff game and they cost the Mets anything everybody would write him off as like he can't catch for the rest of his career you right, know right um obviously if you're in a situation if you do carry three catchers with McCann Nito and him if you're in a situation where somebody gets hurt and he's got to get back there that's that's a hell of a lot better than an emergency catcher absolutely yes uh, yeah. type situation. I mean, as much as I'd love to see what like Luis Guillorme could do back there, uh, <laughs> right? Not not in the playoffs. I'd rather have him out in the field at one of the positions that we know he excels at. Um, yes. So yeah, it, it's uh, yeah. I'm fine with leaving Ruff off the roster in favor of Alvarez. I mean, I don't know if you saw the stat that got someone tweeted out last night. Which is insane, but apparently true. I did not fact check it, so this is I, I'm saying this is just this is just from something that our friend Linda Sarovich retweeted. But it appears that as a Met, Darren Ruff has a had more war from his one pitching appearance than he did from his uh hitting. Yeah, that that checks out. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just the craziest thing you could say. Um but you know it's uh it is it is just it's just insane it's just it, you it, and look i'm sure Dar- i think Darren Ruff's a much better player than the player he was for the for the end of the season with the mets 100% a better player than he is however i just don't know if you can roll the if you can roll that dice in the playoffs especially when you have alvarez out there who who has already done more as a met offensively than Ruff did, or has done as much at least, in a much much more limited span. I don't know. I mean, look, we're talking about somebody who's going to be hitting near the bottom of the lineup anyway, right? Um, so I guess it's a relatively good problem to have, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, do now? Do you do you want Terrence Gore on the roster? Um. Yeah, I think so. As as things are currently um constructed i think i'd have him there do you want tyler naquin on the roster yeah so on my hypothetical roster here i've got 13 pitchers um which means i have to cut somebody from the current bench Uh, vientos has got to leave off to me i agree say i'd go gore naquin alvarez mccann I know there's not a ton of flexibility there, um, infield wise, 
you know, but yeah. Yeah. Hey, Mark Hanna can play third base. We we learned this year, right? right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, and you would think like it, the way I try to think about these things is okay. If an if an outfielder went down, if Nimmo goes down, Gore or Naquin can play the outfield. So you you have the you have an out an extra outfielder on your roster. If God forbid Lindor goes down, Guillaume can slide over there. And McNeil can come in and play second. Like there, there, there's enough flexibility there, where at every at every sort of segment segment of the field, you know, there's a catcher on the roster, there's an infielder on the roster, there's an outfielder on the roster. For a three game series, I think that's really all you need. Right. Yeah. No. And I think the the versatility of McNeil and uh, Kiarme is huge. Yes. Yeah. That is that is what essentially saves the roster for the for the series. So, yeah. I agree. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We also know Max Scherzer is starting game one. Is that the right call in your mind? Yeah, I mean, I think it's totally reasonable to do that. I think the what they decide to do with game two is where you can get into whether or not they're they're playing it right. Um, I love Jacob DeGrom, but objectively, Scherzer has been their best starting pitcher this year. Starting him in the first game of the playoffs, uh, you know, I can't really get upset about that. And then the, the thing that everybody's already debating and will continue to debate probably until there's a result of the game tomorrow night and a decision on Saturday is whether you go with Bassett or DeGrom based on whether you win or lose, you know, right. so do you, do you just go for it all and use DeGrom in the game two, or if you win, go with Bassett and then hope you have a fully, like fully, fully rested DeGrom to start the NLDS against the Dodgers. So I think that's basically how I feel. I, I feel like, you know, if you can, if there's a way that you can survive game two with Bassett, and look, Bassett is a very good pitcher. I know he did not have a great game against the Braves, and I know that he doesn't always have an out pitch, which is a problem, but I, I think that Bassett against the Padres should be okay. Should. I'm, I'm, I'm putting that in italics and quotes and however else you can uh, designate un- uncertainty in that statement, but I think Bassett should be okay in that spot, and that way you have a fully rested DeGrom for game one of the division series. And you have, I think at that point, Scherzer on regular rest for game two. And then you have things lined up the way you want to. Um, but I totally understand, I 100% understand if someone feels like 
you can't risk that and maybe you have to just go with your two best pitchers um you know one and two i i totally understand that too i i it's it's a tough call it really is um but i think the mets are in a good position here because they have these options and they have the options without that to do these things won't require anyone going on short rest for the wild card series which i was a little bit afraid of initially uh, especially if they tried to, if they did the dumb thing of throwing DeGrom yesterday which i think i think buck would have done that if there was a chance they could have won the division yesterday which you know is a thing i don't know yeah 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 uh, i hope i hope you're all enjoying the jackhammering sounds that are now happening outside <laughs> how do you know chris is recording from the bronx <laughs> <laughs> so yeah but yeah I just win tomorrow night and then uh, i don't know i'm not i'm not gonna get too upset if they win tomorrow night whatever they decide to do on saturday in terms of the starter is not gonna it's not going to make me lose any sleep unless they lose the game and you know then then things get dicey also i have, I have a wedding on on sunday to attend so if the mets could please just one and two um that would make things a lot easier i'd really rather not have to dvr a full mets game uh a mets playoff game an elimination game and then basically throw my phone in <laughs> into the ocean <laughs> in, well no i don't want to do that then we don't but throw it in like a safe <laughs> well let me see what what time is the wild card game on sunday uh well it, it depends so if everybody's playing the meds and padres have a seven thirty seven start again okay. uh-huh but there's some scenario where if like i think if one of the series is over then they move up to four o'clock but if both of the other series are over they stay at seven thirty seven. or if all three it, it, it's it's in flux so okay. let's just say um just one it and two yeah, just put it in two. That makes everyone's life a lot easier. Yeah, save a yeah. starting pitcher, save uh, a lot of stress for Mets fans. Yeah, and and you know just accommodate my personal plans for the weekend. That that's really it. Which is obviously <laughs> obviously the most important thing. Yes. <laughs> All right, Chris, you probably have a whole bunch of good music recommendations having just come back from Desert Days. So, what is your music pick for this week? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to start with a with a familiar band. Um, recommended one other album of theirs in the past, but uh, they're a band that we are seeing. They're going on indefinite hiatus, and we're seeing them one last time in Brooklyn uh, tonight. Uh, Kikigaku Moyo, and I'm going to go back to the album that was what really first got uh, got us into them, which was Forest of Lost Children. Um, yeah, they're they're the best. Their set at Desert Days was really cool. They um, they just played uh, fewer songs and did really long versions of them and and like jammed all of them out, uh, which I think was a nice way of doing like a special set for there. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, they just they had they had everybody in the palm of their hand. So that was really great. Um, and this record. This record was, uh, you know, I think the one that really caught people's attention. Um, so yeah, Forest of Lost Children, Kodama. The second track is is 
right up there is maybe my favorite song that they've ever recorded. Um, and I do hope that the indefinite part of that hiatus is, I don't know, two years, three years, something like that before they decide, Hey, let's get back out there and, and play some of these songs again. But, uh, if, if it is it, and if tonight is the last show, the way that they're, uh, framing it right now, then really excited to see them one last time. Yeah. Enjoy that. That's always a special thing. Um, thank you. Yeah. So I, uh, last Friday was one of the best, days of music releases we've had in a while i have so far listened to one two three four five six records that were released that day i still have at least three more and all five of them have been pretty good like from ranging from pretty good to very good but i'm going to recommend what has been in my to my estimation the best of them so far which is a band from philadelphia called second grade uh they put out a record a couple of years ago that i really really liked uh and i was eagerly anticipating this new one and it did not disappoint it is called easy listening they are a uh like a straight up power pop band just melodies and hooks that you know every song just sounds like sounds like a hit from the 70s like a bad finger or a uh rock pile elvis costello hit like just these really really melodic catchy short songs their last record had something like 30 songs on it because each song was like 90 seconds long this one does not go uh, as far in that direction. I want to say it's 16 songs. I am looking this up, but my Spotify is going very slow this morning. Uh, yeah, it's 16 songs, but it's 16 songs in 35 minutes. So we're talking like two minutes a song here. Um, there is a very weird song in the middle of it called Kramer in L.A., which is written, it's a letter from Cosmo Kramer to Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, that's probably my least favorite song on the record. It's clever, but it's just like a weird... Then we have a song called uh, Keith and Telecaster, uh, Wouldn't It Be Nice to Let It Be, Hung Up, Strung Out on You. These are just such quality, solid, really great, just fast, in and out, rock and roll, power pop songs. Um, great for a fall day. This actually would probably be an even better summer record, but it was released at the end of September, so you're forcing me to consider it as a fall record for now. But uh, just really, really uh, fun and energetic and a nice way to get a little uh, dopamine boast of joy into your life, especially when you are biting your nails over the Mets' playoff chances uh, for the last week or so. It was a nice, uh, it, it was a nice, uh, you know, just salve for that to allow me to not want to just hang myself at every moment when the the Mets were doing poorly. Just you know, trying to try, trying to keep positive, and this definitely helped. So yeah, easy listening by uh, Second Grade. Even though they're from Philadelphia, I still really enjoy this band. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, we will be back next week for sure. We're going to be doing some some Spotify Lives during the playoffs, I think. I've been doing those this past week, and uh, they've been a lot of fun. So I'll probably bring that back during the playoffs. So uh, check out the Amazing Avenue Twitter for information on Spotify Live, and uh, we'll be talking to them. But also, like I said, Chris and I will be back at – probably before the division series chris would you say that's accurate yeah yeah we'll, we'll we'll get an episode in uh after the wild card series and before the division series for sure yeah uh again went into then sometime sometime on monday after recovering from attending a wedding <laughs> we, can, <laughs> we can we can talk about uh Hopefully a very successful series and, and uh and then what's up next. 
Yeah. Uh, that day I'm probably recording a podcast with you and with uh, True Blue LA for the uh, as a Mets Dodgers preview, hopefully. So I'll be talking a lot of Mets on Monday, but that's okay. That's a good thing. It's a good day when I get to talk about the Mets this much. So um, <laughs> until then, go to AmazingAvenue.com. We got lots of uh, information and analysis, uh, game threads, everything you can want leading to the playoffs. We have it at AmazingAvenue.com. Amazing Avenue is also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Amazing Avenue. Go to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts to find this and other great Amazing Avenue shows. We truly appreciate you doing that. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe while you're doing that as well. Uh, Chris is on Twitter at Chris McShane. I am on Twitter at Brian Needs a Nap. And until next time, let's go Mets. Let's see you at the Division Series. Bye.